Hello and welcome back to Trennis Magnus, Jab's Reality, a podcast vacation presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and all evidence to the contrary, my podcast has actually been on hiatus lately, but you wouldn't think so if you've looked at the sheer amount of stuff that I've released lately. It's almost like, well, if this is a hiatus, what does active duty look like? And, uh, if that's your question, well, I don't really have much of an answer for you. But what I will say is that yesterday I released an episode of Trennis Magnus Jabs Reality that basically focused on not so much the importance of continuity, I suppose, but like the relevance of continuity and how that plays against retcons and all of these ubiquitous fucking reboots and for that matter the actual definition of what a reboot is because god knows that term has gotten pretty well mutilated and like i say had i known how things were going to play out i probably wouldn't have released that episode lately you know hindsight is 2020 but for those of you who have been living under a rock the official announcement has come down the pipeline that Daredevil has been canceled on Netflix. The uh, Netflix Daredevil show has joined Luke Cage. It's joined Iron Fist in cancellation. And people who seem like they're a lot smarter than I am, they are all pretty well predicting that before too much more time passes, the Punisher and Jessica Jones are going to be joining uh, Daredevil in in cancellation, and so those th- those things taken all together, what that basically means is the cancellation of the entire Netflix Marvel universe. Now, when it comes to stuff like Luke Cage, I never really gave a shit about that show in the first place. I watched a couple of episodes, and that was it. You know, it's like this show is just not for me. So that's all there is to it. And honestly, same thing with Punisher. I watched a couple of episodes and I kept waiting for the cool part, which fucking never came. And so I was out of, out of uh, the Punisher, but that's still left on the table. Defenders, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and of course, Daredevil. Now, for those of you who don't know, which now that I think about it, it's probably most of you. For those of you who don't know, I am a huge Daredevil fan. Now, if you've been listening to my show for any great length of time, right now you might be thinking, Bit Magnus, Bit Magnus, why haven't you done more shows about Daredevil if you love Daredevil so much? Well, there's a reason for that. Basically, what it comes down to is, and this is not an insult or anything like that, or or a dig or, or passive aggression or anything like that. This is just the truth. Basically, the reason I haven't really done a whole lot of stuff about Daredevil. I think I've done one Daredevil show as part of the Tremendous Bendis Weekly series that I did ages and ages ago, but apart from that, I haven't really done much with uh, Daredevil, and the reason for that really is J. David Weeder, but you can call him Dave. That's, that's the real explanation. When I first launched Trinus Magnus Punches Reality, I had, as many of you may know, I had this huge list of all of these different things that I wanted to talk about on my show. This massive bucket list of 
different topics and uh, trades, uh, original graphic novels, there were TV shows in there, movies, the whole shebang. It was all in there, right? And I had kind of set up a this dare the six part daredevil mega series that doesn't necessarily focus on like the, the not necessarily the most famous daredevil stories but just you know daredevil stuff you know odds and ends that i'd kind of fallen ass backwards into over the years that i thought were really fun and very entertaining daredevil stories right and that was going to be the the franchise of that mega series right and Obviously, that mega series never saw the light of day. And the reason for that is because J. David Weider launched uh, his uh, Dave Does Daredevil podcast. And the situation that I found myself facing was, look, here's a guy who's, he's not necessarily doing a, a Daredevil index show. That's not what Dave's Daredevil podcast was all about. Uh, Dave's Daredevil podcast was basically it was basically Dave talking about the Daredevil stories that he was really interested in and really excited about at that moment. You know, at whatever given moment, you know, Dave's Daredevil podcast was all about the the Daredevil the Daredevil comics or whatever else with Daredevil that Dave was was really getting into, right? And so I thought, you know, it would be, I, I mean, I'm not really sure what the ethics of this might be, you know, doing a, doing a, a Daredevil mega series when Dave's Daredevil podcast is kind of a going concern. And so I sent Dave a, an email about it and he was really cool about it and everything. He's like, look, if you want to talk about Daredevil, man, you, you go right ahead and you talk about some Daredevil. It's not like I've got license and registration on this character or anything. And I thought that was a really... That was a really nice thing, very friendly thing for, for Dave to do. But it's just the more I thought about it, the more I, the more I kind of figured, it's not really fair to anybody. That I kind of take away, you know, Dave's sort of bread and butter, and basically offer something that, from a certain point of view, could be seen as competition, or for that matter, possibly even a critique of whatever Dave was doing and so I just I didn't want to be that guy and so with some regrets I ended up basically mothballing the Daredevil mega series that I had in mind and I think in the end I made the right decision because when it comes to a fun and, and engaging Daredevil podcast Dave's Daredevil podcast may it rest in peace, was was phenomenal. And so I wasn't at all convinced I could reach quite that level. And I thought maybe what I need to do as a rookie podcaster is get my feet wet and establish my cred on other stuff. And you know, maybe someday, you, you never know what might happen, right? Maybe someday I can circle back to Daredevil and who knows, maybe invite Dave to be part of it. But at least this way I can avoid being compared to somebody that I thought was just he'd been around that much longer than I had he was that much better at podcasting than I was uh, you know and it just this is basically this is trouble that I didn't think I needed or wanted especially at that time so if any of you were ever curious that's why you haven't really heard me talk a whole lot about Daredevil it's basically 
me trying to avoid being compared to somebody that I thought was better at it than I am. And so vanity, I don't know, but that, that was the, the rationale for my choice. And so that is where things may very well have stayed until yesterday when, like I say, news came down the pipeline that Netflix was putting Daredevil, their Daredevil show on ice. And that really hit me where I lived because, like I say, I mean, these other Netflix shows, again, uh, Punisher and Luke Cage, just didn't get into them. Just didn't care. Didn't even finish them. Iron Fist, Defenders, and Jessica Jones, I like them. Don't especially need them, but I like them. But Daredevil was my guy. And I think a huge part of that came down to if, I guess, if what you want to do is draw a comparison, there is a shit ton of stuff out there for Superman. Just in live action, you know, you don't even need to go into animation and all this other shit. Just in live action, you've got so many choices. But when it comes to da- comes to Daredevil, there's really not very much to choose from, especially in live action. Uh, there's that thing from the 80s. Now I'm blanking on the actor's name. Rex Harrison, perhaps? But anyway, basically on the Incredible Hulk show, or maybe it was... Was it the show or was it one of... I think, actually, you know what? Now, now that I think about it, I think it was one of the uh, Daredevil movies, TV, or uh, Incredible Hulk TV movies from the 80s that had, a, that, that had Daredevil in it. So I think that's right. Then you've got Ben Affleck. And the thing is, I mean, I rather enjoy the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Now, I enjoy it in a certain context. There there are parameters in which I find that movie, whether it's the theatrical cut or the director's cut, there are parameters within which I find that movie very entertaining. But as a great Daredevil story that anybody can sit down and watch and get into and have a decent understanding of who Daredevil is, what his world is like, what makes him tick, etc. I don't think the Ben Affleck movie is that thing. And so that pretty much leaves the Netflix show. And not just because Charlie Cox is so amazingly good in the role, but the the tone of, uh, of the show and the the talent basically the behind the scenes talent the directors and the showrunners and the writers and all those people seem to really have a pretty solid bead on who Matt Murdock is what he's all about what he represents etc and i'm not going to go so far as to say that the netflix daredevil show is the greatest that daredevil uh, has ever will ever or can ever have maybe there's a way to do it better I don't know. But when you when you compare just how good this show is on its own merits, and then you consider how good this show is consider uh, compared to the other and very few options there are in live-action Daredevil to choose from, it seems pretty obvious to me that the Netflix Daredevil show is head and shoulders clearly superior to everything that has come before. And to see that go away, 
I don't know. It's, it, it's just kind of sad. It, it's kind of heartbreaking to me that this thing that I at least have really loved and enjoyed all these years and really gotten into, that is going to be going away. And especially in, I, I guess, in, in a time and in a place where you would think these shows can be made not necessarily on a shoestring budget, but for relatively cheap. I mean, I don't think the average episode of Daredevil costs that much to produce. And, you know, as compared to, say, a live-action feature film, or for that matter, some of the other original uh, Netflix programs that there are to choose from. I don't think the average episode of Daredevil is as expensive. And... To see that just get taken away is really heartbreaking. Now, when it comes to stuff like this, I'm going to be the first to admit there's always some bullshit story about some lurid rumor or another infighting in Marvel Studios. Kevin Feige disapproves of the very existence of the Netflix-verse and the cancellation, or I should say looming cancellation of the Netflix-verse. Basically, this is all machinations of Kevin Feige, so he can bring everything, literally everything that Marvel owns under his personal control. Maybe that stuff is true. Maybe it's not. I have no way of knowing. But I can react to the things that we do know, and what we do know is that Netflix's Daredevil show is going the way of the dodo. And I don't approve of that. I don't like that. There are so many stories that can be told based on the comics. You can adapt those into Netflix uh, seasons of the the uh, Netflix show with virtually no effort. And to pretty much kissing off all of that potential, all of those stories that you can tell, all of those characters that you can adapt. I mean... I'm 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 very well aware of the fact that nothing lasts forever. In this life, nothing lasts forever. And the thing is what we have right now are some really good Daredevil stories that were told by the Netflix series and there's a very strong argument that we should content ourselves with what we have rather than crying over what we won't ever have. And I'm familiar with that. And there's even a degree to which I even kind of agree with that. But at the same time, this is, for me personally, this is a pretty big setback because, guys, I haven't really made very much of a, of a secret of the fact that I think the DCEU as we knew it is toast. It's done. Whatever it was that I loved about... Uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, those things are going away. Probably never to be seen or heard from again. And I've also made no secret of the fact that I didn't necessarily need Man of Steel or Batman v Superman, but I was happy to have them. And I definitely wanted to see where, where that story that Zack Snyder was telling was going to go. And now it's not going to happen. So that sucks.
And I've also said that I've, especially over the last, I would say, two or three years, I've really gotten into all of these different X-Men movies. I've really enjoyed, especially since the, speaking of continuity and reboots and retcons and all this, I guess the retconned first class series, I've really enjoyed that. I've had a great time watching those movies. And now Disney owns Fox, and it seems pretty likely that there's going to, at the very minimum, the very minimum, there's going to be some very serious committee banging and fiddle fuckery that's going on with the X-Men series to make it more compatible with the MCU. There's also the possibility that we could we could be looking at Disney saying, you know what, fuck it, we are going to reboot and we're going to do things our way. Either way, the X-Men movie series that that we've known for the last almost 20 years, this too is going away. But hey, I still had the Marvel Netflix verse, so uh, that's pretty good. And nope, those shows are going away too. And like I say, in some cases, like Luke Cage, it's no real loss. In other cases, like Jessica Jones, yeah, it's a loss, but whatever, it's not the end of the world. But then you're also losing stuff like Daredevil, which I did love. And so it's like, what's left, you know? I mean, I don't really get into the Arrowverse shows all that much. I like The Flash, but really that's about it. As, you know, uh, things like the uh, the rest of the shows, things like uh, uh, Arrow, my girlfriend and, or fiancé now, I guess, uh, my fiancé and I, we gave up on Arrow a season or two ago, I want to say. Uh, basically, I want to say it was this, the season... The season after Laurel Lance died, spoiler alert, but the season after she died, that was the season we gave up, right? We watched the first, I want to say, two or three or four episodes of that season, and then we were out. So don't really watch Arrow anymore. Uh, Like I say, love The Flash. I think Legends of Tomorrow is a fucking joke. I don't know who the hell watches that show. I don't know why you watch it. That show sucks if you like that show i guess i'm sorry but gee what a piece of shit and then you've got supergirl which is this kind of preachy sjw just fucking circle jerk and i don't really get it. i mean look again if you like supergirl as a show more power to you but i think it's a piece of shit it's probably the shittiest of them all to tell you the truth so all around this is uh the arrowverse flash notwithstanding the arrowverse just really isn't for me. I don't really like where DC and live action is going. You know, that Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, like I said a couple of weeks ago, that looks pretty interesting. But apart from that, I'm just not seeing a whole lot of uh, DC comics related movies that are coming that really look all that, all that interesting to me. And then there's the MCU itself, where I, I think I've said many times now, I liked MCU Phase 1. Those were some really good movies. I, I I really got into those, but basically beginning with the beginning with uh, Phase 2 and then just going forward, I just haven't really gotten into the MCU as much. It's just it's it's 
this conveyor belt of mediocre pap that I don't know. It's like once upon a time, a, a superhero movie crossover was just such a bold and fresh and just kind of original idea. And wow, they're going to be doing that. And it's like now it's Tuesday and the novelty of it is just kind of worn off, at least for me. I don't know about anyone else, but at least for me, it's kind of hard to get excited about yet another team up. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've, I've just got uh, skewed priorities, I suppose. I'm, I'm just not looking at this in the right way. It's tough to say, but it's just, at least for me, it's just really hard to get into goings on with the MCU these days. I just don't care about it. And so really all that left on the table after all of that bullshit is the Netflix first and to a bigger degree, Daredevil. And now those things are going away too. And it just seems like every time I turn around, I'm being disenfranchised from some property or, or another. And just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot out there for me anymore. And I guess to be fair to every to everybody and everything, I'm really a comic book guy first and foremost. I don't need a TV show about the uh, about these characters, or I, I don't need a movie. But it just seems like everyone else is getting that stuff, and I'm not. So. I don't know. I'm not trying to turn this into too much of a pity party or anything, but I do regard this as an overall negative, negative thing. And I kind of shudder to think that there's a very good possibility, a very good possibility, I would imagine, that Daredevil is eventually going to be rebooted or reimagined or reconceptualized or just whatever and integrated into the MCU proper. And everything that we all loved about the Netflix show won't carry over to MCU Daredevil. Maybe it'll be Charlie Cox, maybe it won't, but the the continuity of the Netflix show, I cannot imagine that getting in any way integrated into a uh, into a Marvel movie. I just, I don't see it happening. I'd love to be wrong, but I don't see it happening. And so, here again, it's like, what's left for me? And, I don't know, the more time goes on, the more I kind of start thinking, not very much is left for me. So. <sighs> anyway, I'm really sorry to leave leave things on such a Debbie Downer note, but that's just where I'm coming from right now. I I have comics. I've really been just... Ab- I, I Maybe I, I'm going to save this for a separate episode of Trinus Magnus Jeb's reality, but I've, I've been just devouring comics on the uh, uh, DC Marvel and Comicology or Comicsology apps, and just been having a blast doing it <clears throat> and yeah actually you know what I think I will save that for a separate episode but point is you know I do have more than enough comics to keep me occupied it's just that it would be nice to enjoy some of the 
stuff that other people seem to enjoy. So I don't know. Anyway, but like I say, sorry to leave everything on such a uh, on such a downer note like that. But that's just where I am right now, as a comic book fan. So. Anyway, so either way, I think that's pretty much it for me for right now. Rest in peace, Netflix Daredevil. We hardly knew ya. See y'all next time. So I think that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks podcast network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. There you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when I put them up. You can friend me on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus which is spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. You can email me and my parole officer at trennismagnus at gmail.com. Do you have a suggestion for a topic? Feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday. And that's a promise. Do you have a podcast of your own? If so, why not record a promo for me to play on my show? It's quick, easy, and can help you spread the word about your show. I'm always looking for more promos to play. Keep it fairly short, and yours could be next. My promos can be found at this show's homepage for those interested. Just look for the promos section. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at TwoTrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real-life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law, some assembly required, batteries not included. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. 
all models are over the age of 18. Trenis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with DeMonzacore of Milan, Italy.